Like other millennials, Ellen Strauss's typical shopping experience is a bit of a process. For me, it would look like opening my Instagram and I see that jumper I already wanted for like two months. So I look at the website of the retailer, look at it again, and then going actually to the physical store. Because I want to see it, I want to feel it, and I want to try it on. And then actually going home, because I'm still doubting whether to buy it or not. And then in the end, I will just purchase it via the web. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, seriously. That's a commitment for a jumper. I know. <laughs> but it's just like, I'm always doubting about whether I should buy it or not. What Ellen goes through just to buy a jumper, well, that's a sweater for our U.S. listeners, says a lot about the millennial generation. Born between about 1980 and 1996, they saw the advent of the Internet. Unlike Gen Z, who were born after it became a household term. Living online comes naturally to millennials, but they still remember and value older ways of doing things. Ellen Strauss, the strategic sales director of global e-commerce and retail at FIS WorldPay, says that means companies have to up their omni-channel marketing game if they want to win over her fickle peers. Putting in the effort to meet millennial standards will pay dividends with the rest of your customers too. This is Financial Futures, the podcast that charts the frontiers of fintech innovation. This season, we're taking a closer look at each of the five generations alive today and how they like to shop and spend their money. Armed with survey data from 15,000 consumers in 15 countries, experts from FIS tell us how the way we pay is changing across generations and around the world. How do age, culture and technology interact to make the generations unique? And which global trends unite us all? Today, Ellen Strauss joins us from Amsterdam to be our insider guide to millennials. She'll tell us more about why millennials embrace technology and digital payments, but still like to shop in stores. And we'll talk about how retailers can use data to engage millennials with the meaningful online and IRL experiences they seek. So let's first talk about who are the millennials? What characterizes how they shop and pay? Being the first truly digital generation, we as millennials are changing the way the economy works. As half of us spend at least three hours per day on their smartphones, and a quarter actually more than five hours per day, which is very high. And we as millennials are not that easily charmed by the new shiny thing. Instead, it means creating a seamless shopping experience that goes all aspects of the customer journey from research to purchase and both online and offline. And it's not that just one channel anymore. It's not even multi-channel. It's like the new dominant millennial shopper demands an omni-channel experience that is quick, also social, user-friendly, and provides consumers with real value. Yes, millennials really are the targeted marketing bracket right now. I read somewhere that by 2025, they will earn over 46% of the income in the United States. So it's really a ripe market, uh, no pun intended, for marketers right now. And they do really straddle this world of online and in-store. 
And another thing that I've I've read about is you mentioned that there's not a lot of patience for poor service or inefficiency. They're not millennials are not really wowed by brands or brand loyalty. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So what are the trends globally that we're seeing? So when we have a look at, for example, the U.S., we see that millennials have moved away from cash and gravitate more towards credit, debit, and prepaid cards. Around 67% use biometric authentication, like facial recognition, to authorize their payments, and 55% like to stay up to date with the latest payment methods. And like Generation Z, we as millennials are open to purchasing through social media as long as the retailers show that they can be trusted. That's very important for millennials. The trust factor. So let's talk about the, some of the global trends of millennials. What are you seeing across the, the globe? So if we have a look at Spain, we see actually that at point of sale, millennials are taking advantage of digital payments technologies and will likely continue to use it more as it is available at checkout. So 62% agree they like to stay up to date with payment technologies and 67% actually want to authenticate payments with their biometrics. Is that mostly in Spain or are you seeing that in other countries as well? We also see it in other countries, also in Europe, like biometrics, biometrics is something we see um, a lot actually. But even as millennials help drive the adoption of digital payment technologies, they still like doing some things the old-fashioned way. Millennials seem to gather information online and then purchase in stores. And that's probably, they come by that honestly as they grew up in a digital age. They grew up with technology, not like the Gen Z with a, a smartphone in their hand, but they really grew up as the internet was exploding. So what characterizes millennial shopping habits and preferences? Yeah, that's a good question. It's actually not definitely that shopping through that one single channel anymore. We actually see that jumper in the store, for example, but instead of buying it directly, we go home and buy it from that retailer's website online. And when I look at myself as a millennial, what I do mostly is browse products online, purchase them in a retail store, or I make purchases online after seeing the product at a retail store. And the reason behind is that I just want to see and try that product first before I actually buy it. Because you want to trust it, you want to see it, touch it, try it on? Oh, yes, definitely. I just want to see it. I want to feel it. I want to see if it fits. Which I think is a big difference with Gen Z. My children are Gen Z. And the amount of shopping my daughter will do through click and ship, I cannot buy a piece of clothing without trying it on. It like to me to returning it is such a pain, but my daughter will buy five dresses, one fits, she keeps one, she ships them all back. But we don't see that with millennials as much. It's more, I'm going to do all of my research online and then I'm going to go in the store and buy it because I trust it. I know it, it works. And I saved money because I researched it. Oh yeah, definitely. And Historically, not being able to try an item actually before buying it has been a big impediment to online shopping. And in addition, entering detailed shipping, payment information has long ranked high as one of the most annoying aspects of online shopping. And we as millennials are more likely to return an item because 
For instance, it arrived too late or it did not match with the online product description or the item simply does not fit. So I think those are examples of, of why we would rather first search online for that pair of sneakers, for example, and go to the brick and mortar shop, try that pair of sneakers out and then make a decision whether you are happy with it or not. I, I've heard this theory or this experience described as web rooming. There were different ways of talking about how different generations or how anybody shops. You know, you sh there's showrooming where you want to go to the showroom and you get an impulse purchase. There's click and collect where you buy it online and then you go and drive up. There's web. I love this one. Scan and scram. Have you heard about that? Scan and scram. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. But millennials like... Like a tongue breaker, right? What did you say? Like a tongue twist. Yeah. Did you say tongue twist? Yeah, tongue twister. <laughs> Tongue twister. Tongue twister. But millennials like the web rooming. They use the online resources and then they go to the physical space, um, which which actually Gen Xers kind of do as well. But I think millennials have um, perfected it to an art form. So why do you think millennials, over 50% of millennials prefer to shop in store, but gather information online like this web rooming? Why do you think that is? Yeah, I think it's just like what I, what I mentioned, actually. It's not being able to try an item before buying it. I think that has been a big impediment to online shopping for us and not for not that much for Generation Z, actually, because they just buy it online and see whether it fits or not, send it back. But I think millennials, yeah, we are more likely to return an item and that's the reason why we just want to try it before we actually buy it. What about, what are the expectations of millennials in terms of the in-store experience, like your overall experience and service? So first of all, due to COVID, the industry has moved like five years ahead, but the physical store will still be extremely important. The face-to-face -face interaction, the customer care, and not to forget the salesperson who will give you the advice you needed. And that is not going to change. So they will definitely not despair, but it will just change the way they will interact. And I think stores will be transformed to a more brand experience. So you will experience the brand, you have more fun and more engagement to interact with that brand. And so they want that same service, whether it's in-store or online? Oh, yes, definitely. You just want to have the same look and feel, the website, the same service, the same advice. You want to have it personalized. That's very important. Yes, I've heard about that. A very personal experience, which we'll talk a little bit more when we get into omnichannel and how marketers can, can use that to their advantage. Um, so what about in terms of in-store payment technologies for the millennial? This is actually a good link to the experience, the seamless customer journey. And what we noticed is that, for instance, in the Netherlands, 68% of millennials have made contactless payments in the last year. And that means for retailers or brands that you need to enable frictionless payments, and whether that is online or in-store. We had seen before COVID a massive growth, but now COVID is pushing the digital payment methods to the next level. And I think that contactless payments in-store are pretty much taking over. That's so important for merchants to have a deeper look into the digital payment methods. Let's talk about um, millennials and the omni-channel experience. We've been talking a lot about the omni-channel experience on this podcast for both seasons. Why is it so important to integrate 
in-store shopping with e-commerce? I would say that omnichannel is a must to survive. Over 70% of shoppers use more than one channel during their shopper journey. And physical stores are having a large influence at some specific areas like customer care and brand experience. And therefore, it's super important to make sure that you build loyalty, what in the end is going to add value to your shopper. And the customer experience, both in-store and online, are very important in order to create that loyalty. That's what you want to have, the best and same experience through all different channels. Right. And it's the omni-channel shopper is really the most important customer. Because of that loyalty, they, they tend to spend more. Right, because they're they're buying on both in both mediums and it creates that brand loyalty, so you keep coming back. So what does a great in-store plus a digital omnichannel experience look like? Yeah, so I think first of all, this could be both a challenge but also an opportunity for retailers or brands. And I think there are a few things to consider. First of all, as a retailer or brand. You want to offer consistency in products and services with matching pricing and conditions. And besides that consistency and having a great seamless journey through the channels, I think it's also important that you enable frictionless payments options. As an example, in store that could be contactless or with a QR code. And when I project it onto myself and I do some shopping online, I don't want to have too many redirects or a clunky page where I need to fill in very long car details. That is definitely something you want to avoid as a retailer. So I think it's not only about the ability to shop and have the product delivered, but also have a convenient ongoing relationship with your favorite brands, such as when a store knows that a repeat shopper returns every few months to refill a previous purchase Another great example is the pet food or the pet products industry and many top brands leverage scheduled ordering so that the customer doesn't even have to think about what to buy again. It simply shows up at their front door the same time every month. What are millennial customer expectations for this omnichannel journey? Do they expect that now? Yeah, we want to have the speed and flexibility and From a personal point of view, I don't want to have the clunky pages where I need to fill in way too many details. We want to have reliability, transparency. When can I expect my order and how long does it take to get here? And I think last but not least, we want to have that personal attention, the empathy and interaction and care, actually. That makes it special for us. That's, and again, very true to the millennial generation and um, growing up with the need for self-care and meaning over money, really. Having a meaningful experience, meaningful work versus the boomers who just gathered money in houses and wealth. And not that I'm bitter or anything. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are boomers. <laughs> so anyway, so what are the benefits of the omnichannel shopping experience for merchants? I think the key benefits of omnichannel shopping for merchants is that shoppers will spend more, but also your shoppers will be more loyal. And I think this is also a challenge, but also a big opportunity for merchants. New generations are still very interested in loyalty. And not the traditional way we are used to, like earning a point for every purchase or a point for every euro or dollar you spend. 
Generation Z and millennials want to be part of a loyalty program, but it has to look slightly different. And there are a couple of things to consider for merchants. For instance, how do you identify your loyal shopper? Millennials want to interact with your brand and don't want to have all those separate cards. I don't know how many separate cards you have in your wallet, but for me, sometimes it's quite overwhelming, all those cards. And as smartphone is king, a loyalty program into your digital wallet could already be more interesting. And also another important question is, how do you get more shoppers to interact and become loyal? And I think that has all to do with data. How do you use that data in the best way to add value to your shopper? Because one thing we know for sure, and that is that one size fits all, is definitely not the way to go. You want to make it personal and show how you can be of added value to them. And the more you can do that, the better. So you really need to understand your shoppers to make sure they're happy and trust you to give them the information and create that emotional bond so they will stick with you. And according to a KPMG report, it says that 80% of the millennials will switch to a different company that offered a better loyalty program, which is absolutely huge. So what does a great omni-channel shopping journey look like? Remember that jumper Ellen was eyeing earlier? She says retailers can hook choosy millennials like her by engaging them wherever they interact. So when I do some research on my phone, of course, I get a few notifications like, hey, do you want to buy this red jumper? Then I go to the store, I walk around, go back home, still have that notification of the red jumper. But here's here's the question is, do you engage? Does it attract your attention enough to create that engagement and, and follow through with that purchase? Well, it definitely does in some way because... Of course, I want to have that red jumper. So receiving all the notification would definitely help me to get me over the line. And at the end of the day, I'm just, I just want to have that retailer to have my preferences. So when I go back in two weeks, it doesn't have to be like a red jumper, but they know what kind of jumpers I like. So that would definitely help me for another day buying Not a red jumper, but maybe a blue jumper. But at least they know what kind of jumpers I would like based on my previous bots. But even Ellen only needs so many jumpers. That's why an engaging omnichannel experience has to begin with good data. Ellen explains that means so much more than just tracking the last thing a customer bought online. Omnichannel data provides better insight into the entire customer journey across all the touch points. I would say the essence of a good omnichannel strategy is making your data actionable to improve your customer experience. So when consumers share personal information with brands, they expect a customized experience. Leverage solutions that allows you to collect data across all channels, and you can use tactics like machine learning and predictive analytics to predict future behaviors. Uh, You can identify your customer needs and wants and create more effective marketing experience. And I think that's why data is key to the omnichannel experience. I've also read somewhere that a lot of marketing teams, uh, Macy's is an example, that they've merged their online 
and in-store marketing teams that usually they've been separate. They've had an online and uh, an in-store and they've just run completely like these silo operations completely separately and merging them has really helped this omni-channel experience and data collection. Yeah, and I can understand that because at the end of the day, it's all about the omnichannel experience. So you want to make sure that you know whether the customer has visited your store and then later purchased that jumper online. So that's really important information and data you want to have as a merchant, as a retailer. So where can merchants engage throughout the customer journey? Right at the beginning, just with our searching, like with cookies or... Or something like that. Like they can see what, like, again, I've ta- I'm talking about the, uh, you know, products for anti-aging <laughs> and exercise. You know, I may scan, I may like look through social media and click on uh, an exercise post. And then all of a sudden I'm getting pop-ups from that company or other companies like them. Definitely. It's all about tracking the data, tracking what you do, tracking what you like. I have also on my television actually personalized uh, news advertisements. That's definitely something you want to you want to keep on track with. So the more personalized, the better, and creating a single customer profile so they know how to personally reach you with empathy. Yes, exactly. And also based on your previous purchases, if I like to buy, for example, red jumpers, then they can track with data that I would like a red shirt or a red, or a red, I don't know, trousers or whatsoever. So with data, you have so much insight in your customer's profile, which would be very valuable for you as a retailer. Well, Ellen, I'm going to buy you a red jumper uh, for <laughs> Christmas because you've mentioned that many times. And for us Yanks, us Americans, a jumper is a sweater. So <laughs> I like it. It's very festive, right? Yes, yes. And you live in a cold part of the world. So you need them, right? I know. <laughs> so what millennial trends are set to continue? I think the most important trend now is that there are new channels picking up. And I would say that social commerce is very popular at the moment. For instance, Facebook reported an increase of over 70% of messenger users when there was a lockdown, which is absolutely tremendous. So buying products through social media is definitely one to look out to and will also play an important role in younger generation. And I think from a payment perspective, I would say that digital payment methods will definitely increase. It is a very easy way for shoppers to shop and pay via every device. So not only digital, but also contactless in store. So they are pretty much taking over. And I think one thing that is quite interesting at the moment is that the buy now, pay later methods are very popular. Even with millennials? Are they popular with millennials? Even with millennials. And they were already quite popular, but with the pandemic, it works really well. Because it actually allows you to do a couple of things. So first, if you're buying something online, you don't have to pay for it unless you have received it and happy with it, which is pretty good for the shopping experience. But it also allows you to split your payments, like eco payments across every month. And that's something with the pandemic, which could be very helpful. And I think this is the fastest growing payment method. And I expect that's definitely going to continue. 
And what do brands and merchants need to do to reach millennials now and in the future as we see that they are gaining a lot of purchasing power now? They're at that age where they're um, probably getting to the peaks of their careers. What can they do to, to bank on that? I would say prove your value. It's clearly in your best interest to integrate creative and flexible payment options into your offerings. And the same goes for loyalty programs. And the second one is like, make it easy. We spend a lot of time on our phones. So the expectations for digital experience are high and technology should work, should be fast, convenient, and also frictionless across all channels. And putting in the effort to meet millennial standards will pay dividends with the rest of your customers too, definitely. And I think the last one could be like, be memorable. And I think it's a good link to the stores of the future, the brand experience we talked about, how to make that shopping experience more meaningful. Well, Ellen Strauss, thank you for joining us today. And please expect your red jumper. I'll ship it overseas. You should get it sometime by summer. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. And I would definitely wear that even though it's summer. Okay. <laughs> Ellen Strauss is the Strategic Sales Director of Global E-Commerce and Retail at FIS WorldPay. That's it for today's episode of Financial Futures. Next time, we're talking about my generation, Generation X. Be there or be square.